Yes, Jason Wildy, Wildy and Tausch, 9 a.m. to noon. You can check Jason's writing out all over the place, too. I usually see it in the Wisconsin State Journal. Jason, my friend, good afternoon. Thanks for being here. Hi, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to bring a lot of energy. I'm sad right now. What are you sad about? Is it the Pat O'Donnell thing? Because you oh. did kind of call it, Jason. Yeah, you did. I did. I feel bad about that. <laughs> are you trying to get rid of me? No, but Goody apparently is. Uh, no, we, we just got done with back to school, I guess, night, afternoon. Yeah. I don't want him to go back to school. I like having him around. Yeah. So they're excited for school to start, and I'm like, oh, man, I want to see a lot less of you now. So kind of a bummer. Oh, I get that. You're feeling a little melancholy. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, right. I'll recover just like. Just like uh, the offense will recover from the wave being uh, done during while they have the football. Yeah. You know, what what goes underreported is the amount of times we do the wave in the press box. Uh, it's not a reported story. Bill Jarts is not yelling at us to calm down when the Packers had the ball. You would not be able to hear us doing the wave either. Uh, this remains a it's thing. usually just you. <laughs> right. This, this, One-man this, wave. <laughs> I'm usually just waving at you, but you're in front of me, and you can't see me unless you turn around. Uh, this remains kind right. of a thing, but I, so here's here's the back and forth of it. Okay, it don't make noise when the Packers have the ball on offense. I, I get that. I, it, it it makes sense, especially in the red zone. You want to be able to hear the calls and checkdowns and all that kind of stuff and changes at the line of scrimmage. I also hear the argument of those who say Lambo's too quiet. That, that, that they need to be louder. There's a, there's a constant buzz when right. you go to some football stadiums. You don't always feel that on a, a given Sunday, week eight of the regular season. So is there a right and wrong here, Jason? No, there's definitely shades of gray on this. But my point, and, and you know, we obviously spent some time on it this morning. I agree. The wave, not necessary when you're, the home team has the football offensively. But they've kind of crossed this Rubicon where they've got Bill Jarts, the public address announcer, shushing people um, after a big play. Like you get a... 25-yard gain on a completion to Christian Watson, and he's already shushing you while you're still cheering for what you just saw. So somewhere in there, as is often the case, and as I always believe, is a compromise. Uh, but you can't, you can't complain about a fan base and a lack of home field advantage because it's not very loud. And then when they are loud, then tell them to be quiet. And so they need to they need to figure this out. I'd be curious, you know, this is year twenty eight of me covering this team. I haven't covered anybody else. Is this a problem in other stadiums? Like, do the Chiefs personnel and their their PA address announcer have to scold the fans at Arrowhead? Because I don't remember. And you know, I traveled for the first twenty one seasons I was on the beat. I don't remember ever hearing a PA announcer scold the crowd the way the Packers are having Bill Jarts do. So Pat O'Donnell gets cut today, the veteran punter, fantastic holder. Mason Crosby lobbied for the Packers to go sign Pat O'Donnell after the Corey Bajorquez experiment. Mason also lured Pat O'Donnell in, said it's fantastic in Green Bay. You'll love it. And Pat O'Donnell did love it in Green Bay. Now he's looking for work. I have no doubt he'll kick in the NFL. My wonder is, Jason, with another veteran gone in exchange for a, a young, unproven rookie punter who had a big leg, who was never really held at this level from Ireland. Cool story. Who else, approaching cutdown time, in that veteran space is vulnerable? Well, they're down to three, and then there were three guys that have celebrated their 30th birthdays. David Bakhtiari, who we know Goody did definitively say they're not trading him. Uh, Preston Smith, 
who will turn 31 in November, and Devondre Campbell, who turned 30 on July 1st. That's it. That's the list. Pat O'Donnell was the oldest player on the team at age 32, and he is gone. And and I guess my I, – I had a lot of respect for what Goody had said to us a couple weeks ago when I brought up the conversation we had had about, you know, not wanting Mercedes Lewis on the team and his response having been that, hey, we got to give these young guys opportunities to play. And while, while Mercedes is still a good player and he could still help us, these guys need to play, which to me said them playing is more important than even winning. And I thought he answered very honestly a couple weeks later when I asked him, hey, how do you balance wanting to win with wanting these guys to grow? And he said, we're not here just to win some games. We're here to win championships. And sometimes to make that happen, you have to give guys room to grow and improve. So by basically saying that, his answer is, we want to win games, but it's not as important as getting these young guys to go through their growing pains and come out the other side. And now we're seeing another example of it with the punter. So that is the priority for this season. They'd love to win some games along the way, but I think they've made it very clear what the number one priority is, and this is another example of it. So preseason is done. Jason, how would you characterize Jordan Love's first full preseason where we did see him for a, a reasonable amount of time with the number of starters who Matt LaFleur was willing to play? Yeah, I think we got 57 snaps and eight series out of him, and I thought he was solid. I thought, he was, frankly, he was better than solid. Now, the question is, how do you grade that on a curve, right? Because uh, the Bengals didn't play their starters. Uh, they, the Seahawks only played one defensive starter, Michael Jackson, oddly enough. <laughs> uh, and then they, yes, exactly. They also had a Kobe Bryant. It was very distracting to cover the game uh, with those <laughs> right. two names constantly being announced. Uh, but, I, you know, you have to be honest, and you have to say, look, he had a very good preseason against a lot of backups. So how, uh, what kind of a grading scale do you put on that? I'm not sure. That's why I can't wait till September 10th and September 17th and September 24th and September 28th because I want real games where he plays 60-some snaps against real starters, and then we'll really know where he is in his development. So that's like a B-minus then, Jason? <laughs> B-minus, B, B, B solid minus. B? You guys just, I love you guys. You guys just can't help yourself. You even got Tony to join in now. <laughs> Hey man, exactly. it was his I, idea from the start. I thrived in the B minus range. Okay, <laughs> that is that is a okay with me. I well, strived for it, from what I hear. It worked really hard for that B minus. <laughs> Jason Wildy, good to have you with us. Thank you, buddy. All right, fellas, take care. Be good.